In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. One of the greatest, in my opinion, American singer-songwriters, John Prine, who passed recently, has a song called Jesus, the Missing Years, where he imagines what Jesus' upbringing and his early years were like. Now, his song is a bit absurd and even irreverent, even though Prine is a believer. But the Bible really invites all of this speculation What was Jesus' childhood like? Did his father Joseph spend enough time with him? Did he get into trouble? We know a little about that. Did he have problems with bullies? That would be interesting. None of these questions are answered in the Bible, and almost nothing is written about the development, his development as a child. So Jesus, the missing years indeed. Instead, we have a very brief description of his birth in a stable in one gospel, and naming him Jesus, we meet him as a fully grown adult taken to John to be baptized as we celebrated last week. So if the New Testament was a book like any other, you would say that it is badly written because it shows nothing of character development, of its main protagonist at that, Jesus. We know nothing where he came from, how he was raised, and how he was socialized. We know nothing about how his upbringing affected his personality and how he became the greatest man who ever lived. But the Bible isn't a novel. The author is God himself, working through writers inspired by his Holy Spirit, and as we should all know, God's ways are not our ways. And the Bible says something very important about who Jesus is and who we might all be by his and our missing years. By preserving the mystery of how you and I came to be and where we're from and who we are. Because in the end, for the believer, who we are, our personalities, our identity, are neither defined by our DNA, our nature, nor by our family, our nurture, but they're an unfolding revelation, a gift wrapped up in our relationship with God for the believer. A person is not the sum total of all the things that happened to them in their childhood. Thank God. And in the end, what happened in the past does not determine who we are now and certainly who we are still called to be. What is important, what is the true starting point, is the, is the day we come to know in the deepest way who we are and what we're called to do with this life. In Jesus' life, this is the day we celebrate today. It's one of them, all part of theophany, what we call Christmas, God's revelation. And in this day, we celebrate uh, the feast of his naming, where his parents took him at eight days old and as the angel spoke to Joseph earlier they would name him Jesus and you may know that means God saves 
And this was truly Christ's birth, and the rest of the New Testament is spent describing how God saves. And three years of his adult life simply living into that calling. And same with us. If we wish to really be fulfilled in this life, we're invited to begin at the same point. Our upbringing and development, what we got and what we didn't get, they're important, they're real, but they're not the be-all and the end-all. And we've made great developments, especially in this country, in the social scientists, sciences, and I'm a big fan of adolescent development and psychology and sociology, and those are all, all great tools to understand how we're formed within a family and within society. But none of these things determine us. There are so many X factors, and the greatest X factor, of course, is God. And God shows time and again through our holy scriptures that as believers, we're much greater than we think we are, both as individuals and as communities. The underdog, the outcast, the sinner are especially loved by God, probably because there's room for God to work. God is the God of the living, Matthew says, not God of the dead. All things remain possible through him. And so like Jesus, we also have a name given by God. We're known and loved by him before we even come into the world. God is our parents before our parents. And the great power of this is that if you seek God's name for you, it matters much less what happened to you along the way, whether you had a bad childhood or a good one. And I think for all of us it's mixed. What is important is that we are here now by the grace of God. And what is important is where we are truly born is when we hear God's Christmas calling to Jesus that we talked about last week. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. And that's why Jesus has missing years and so do you and I. Where we come from and who we are will always be shrouded in mystery, and as we know well, God alone holds the answers to all mysteries. So go to him. And on this feast of the naming of Jesus, of God saves, let's find our salvation which is wrapped up in him. And as the Christmas season continues and this new year continues to unfold, let's remember to hold both our pride loosely, all the great things we think about ourselves, as well as our shames, all the worst things we think about ourselves, because neither of them is finally true. It's from God alone that we receive our true identity and strength, redirecting both nature and nurture, and reimagining our past and our future, now and always, and unto the ages of ages.